anyway, welcome to Squeak Squeak Deed Teak. I'm Kevin, uh, that's Connor, and we've got a new friend. There's a lady named Kelly Trusdell whom I've known since 2007. Oh, no. Oh, no. You went there. Oh, okay. I didn't realize we were still we were recording. Oh, uh, we I were recording the whole time. But, yes. Right. So Chris was supposed to be here to record a full, probably hour long episode, but he suddenly has food poisoning mm-hmm. and or hates his friends and me. Yeah, and Kelly. So, uh, but Kelly's here. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I were dead. Sorry, I have been drinking. Uh, I Who have, have I. I have not. Uh, instead, I watched all of Jim Henson's Labyrinth. Yes, uh, this was Kevin's first time watching Labyrinth. This was my, like, second or third, but it has been years. This is, like, my tenth time watching Labyrinth. I was okay. obsessed for a hot minute. I didn't fall asleep during the movie, but when it ended, I still woke up in a pool of my own sweat. <laughs> <laughs> That's about right. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. No, I feel bad. We were, like, talking throughout the entire thing. We are like, oh, oh, is it this part? Is it? Yeah, you guys were like, is it the Firefox? Is it the Firefox? And <laughs> I'm like, like, no, 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 it's the Junk Ladies. And I was yeah. like, and what you're the? like, what the fuck? I wasn't, even, I wasn't even paying attention to you guys and your secret society conversation. <laughs> I was just, like, transfixed no, because, like. I didn't even call it secret society because, like, we also forgot what was going on. We just knew vague clips and we were like, mm-hmm. all right, this is either what scary order? fire guys with the eyes or Mr. Fox man that i love yeah i loved it like from the minute we saw our first cgi shitty owl i was in for it because i love esoteric dreamlike bullshit anything like that and this had its own rules like it played by its own rules but the rules were like fucked like (laughs) the whole time and you say oh i loved it from the first cgi shitty owl like that sounds like it's something that you watch the movie and you're like oh Oh, wow. That's a crazy thing. No, that's just the opening credits. Yeah, it, it just is. does that. Jim Henson was like, man, CGI is so cool because he loved the changing technology. Sorry. If it's about Jim Henson, I will go off. You're valid. No, it's what gets me is that not only is it a shittily textured CGI, Al, it's well modeled, but it's shittily mm-hmm. textured. Because it was 1980-whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, whatever. But it's flying around on a completely black screen, except when it looks like it's flying over water that's so still that it's mirrored. That's fine, whatever aesthetic choice. But then when they try to take the credits up, they'll like have a hard line, like have a hard transition. From, I'm like, oh, just have it fly off screen, please. That whole picture was crazy. It was. A it lot. was like Alice in Wonderland meets Peter Pan meets methamphetamine <laughs> i was meets david bowie's four. junk yeah no i was surprised the bulge. i the bulge really was rather restrained until the very end when they were in the uh as connor so aptly put it the college uh <laughs> philosophy majors oh, yeah, dorm room MC, literally just the mc escher painting yeah it's it's the inside of the millennium fucking puzzle or uh, the second room after Madame Leota on the Haunted Mansion? Yes. No. Yeah, years yes. I no. It's the first room after. I just went on it. What I know. Day I stalked your Instagram. Yeah. Oh, you mean the ride, not the movie? No. The only the thing. Movie? The Haunted Mansion starting, starting Eddie Murphy. <laughs> the only thing that I want Disney to do to the Haunted Mansion is to add an Eddie Murphy animatronic. Two scenes. <laughs> just two. You don't actually know one animatronic. 
Madame Leota scene where she's like, the spirits must awaken. And I did this to Teresa on the ride about a week ago. Uh, going through, the spirits must awaken. I was like, no, the spirits gotta go away. No dead people went out in here. No, I don't want this. <laughs> like, you know, from the movie. And then as you're leaving, the narrator's like, and now a ghost will follow you home. And every time I get off that ride, I turn to whoever's next to me. I go, yeah, it's more like the ghost of my wallet. Am I right, Dad? <laughs> Disney Land's expensive. That's all I want. In that I would have ride. left you as soon as we left that ride. Oh, like, I, yeah. like, I don't know you. Somehow Teresa bye. hasn't yet. She's a saint. She oh, is. God. What a lovely woman. Terrific. But that, I loved that movie. Probably because I was addicted to Luigi's Mansion growing up and I it, saw the correlation. Yeah, I was yeah. Like, it oh, has it's a similar still. vibe. But it like, does. and then you get to most of the way through and like all of a sudden Pig Latin's a part of it yep. and you've mm. got the acapella headstones and I'm like, I'm there for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that oddly is. graphic scene with the skeletons like flopping over and like grabbing at the girl in the in the sepulchre in, in the uh oh the helping hands the helping yeah hands? no 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 i'm talking about the haunted mansion oh still. the haunted mansion oh i Ooh. don't remember much of the haunted mansion movie because it legitimately scared me because kid-friendly horror to me was horror horror yes like, well that's also a correct way of saying that kid-friendly horror is really the worst kind of horror because it's so it's done well I, still scares the shit out of me no but i mean the, the tv show the they, movie yeah. is cute and fun no, i no, no, love the, TV the movie the movie was cute, but I'm talking about the TV show. Oh, yeah, the TV no. show's creepy. The TV show's creepy. But kid-friendly horror means that the kid's just along for the ride, and, like, it's all full of this subtext of, like, shit that'll keep you awake at night. Like, The mm -hmm. Watcher in the Woods from, like, 1980, which is something that they showed us in Catholic grade school, like, twice. <laughs> it was, like, for Halloween. Like, that's what the teacher decided to put on using the VHS player that they borrowed from the closet. Um... And it's about this, like, the these British kids who are, like, forming their own secret friendship society. And, like, they're holding hands in this burnt-out chapel. And they're like, and we summon the power of the universe itself. And then all of a sudden, one of them disappears and is swapped with the ghost of a passing alien. Dan Aykroyd couldn't make this shit up! And then they have to... In second grade, like, for kid-friendly horror, kind of. We would always watch a movie on, like, Fridays for some reason, mm -hmm. and everyone would bring one in. I always bought in. I was like, oh, The Fox and the Hound is a VHS that I found in my house. Wow. Everyone will like it. And for some reason, our teacher allowed us to watch Ghostbusters. Mm. And little second grade Connor was, like, head down crying on his desk throughout all of Ghostbusters. He could not do it. Yeah, I... That one scene with... with the librarian. All of it. Like, I remember, I think I remember the Gozer, uh, the dog scene. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But in my head, for some reason, it, like, was different. Mm -hmm. I just remember looking up and being like, oh, that's a big scary dog. And then in my memory, it's like, it was a chihuahua destroying New York. I'm like, I know that's not the scene. But I would pay to watch that. I also had those, like, falsely imprinted memories yeah. from mm -hmm. movies yeah. where things didn't, like, match up with the way things were. And it was, like, so much worse. Mm -hmm. Oh, always. In, in my childhood imagination. Oh, definitely. When I saw Jurassic Park, the original one, not the shitty new one, the original one, I was little and I was so scared the entire time. I was like, 
crying. And my dad was like, dude, it's, it's just dinosaurs. And I was like, it's dinosaurs. They're gonna kill them. <laughs> Aladdin got me. Really? When I was really young, my cousin Katie uh, showed me Aladdin and things were going well. Up until it was the night scene where the the giant head comes out of the the desert and opens oh, up. Like the, 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 exactly, the and it's the thing. yeah the lion scared me white, and I I literally I ran from the room crying and I could not be consoled. And then my cousin Katie, bless her soul, tried to console me by uh, showing me how animation worked on some of my drawing paper. That's cool. And then I wanted to. I, I was so upset because not only did I just become scarred for life by this animated movie, but now my cousin had ruined my good drawing paper, which was just shitty printer paper. But to me, it meant the world by drawing little men with top hats in the small corner so she could flick through and demonstrate animation. I was a terrible child. Kim Wonders is kind of freaky because it's like weirdly out of place CG. Yep. Yeah. Speaking of weirdly out of place CG in Aladdin, Will Smith Genie. Topical. <gasps> also, everyone is... It breaks lo- my heart. Everyone loves the new trailer, and I'm like, it still looks bad. I've deliberately avoided watching it, because I took one look at the poster, like, one of the promotional images. Oh, God, the poster's bad, too. I, well, yeah, I assume the poster's bad, but I saw basically uh, Hot Jafar. Hot Jafar, who, when he talked in the little... TV spot where they revealed the genie. Swear to God, I thought it was Helen Mirren. <laughs> and then they were like, oh, it's Jafar. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, Jafar is this deep voice, scary man. Isn't this... it Jafar Jeremy Irons? Yeah. No. No, that's, no, that's Scar. Scar. But he's still, like, deep voice. He's like that kind of voice type. Deep voice type. They need to find a diamond in the rough. I guess that's you, Street Fat Man. And then in this, it's like, find me the lamp. Mm-hmm. Please. I need it. <laughs> but I also, I saw fucking Will Smith's genie, which, I mean, obviously no one, no one in the world is going to look good just painted flat blue. No way. Blue face. We've already done this with Avatar. Yeah. Didn't work out. But the thing, the thing that's driving me nuts is he's shiny. Like not glittery. He is shiny. He's like, like CG someone plastic. For, no, someone forgot to fucking put powder on that man. Oh. It looks like the finish you get when you... I, I'm, I'm just coming off doing uh, makeup for a grad student film for Temple. And it looks exactly like the finish that you, you get when you use like the cream makeups without setting it with anything. <laughs> and I'm like, you're a fucking Hollywood motherfucking movie. You can't afford powder. It's like three bucks at Target. I feel like half of these Disney live action things, they're just purposefully not doing things right to be like, let's see when they stop going to see it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm curious. Let, let's see what the breaking point is. How far can we push this? I would not be surprised. I feel so bad for Will Smith because he's got Robin Williams. It's still too soon. Uh, shoes to fill. And, yeah, like, no he's going to try and do his darndest. Yeah. But I think he should quit while he's yeah. ahead. I will I... say, having seen the Broadway version of Aladdin, the genie in that was very much not the Robin Williams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was very, like, camp gay. Which, okay. on one hand, eh. On the other hand, I was like, yes, queen. <laughs> like, fuck them up. He was wonderful. But I can't see Will Smith doing that yeah. kind of thing. 
the... But he's a little too, like, cool, bro, dead shot. Like, yeah, like, not anymore. Now it's, not anymore. No. Now it's Idris Elba. That might just give me to see Suicide Squad. <laughs> he's so gorgeous. The new trailer for Aladdin had, like, bits of Friend Like Me and, like, oh, no, do... showed him doing some transformation stuff. Tell me he didn't rap. Not yet. I don't know. The whole thing, though, like, the first view of the genie in the trailers, when he came out, he did the Will Smith, the woo-hoo! Like, in the trailer, I had to watch it a second time, but I was like, oh my god, he does woo! <laughs> like, <laughs> he, he, he literally does that, and he's like, ah, man, look, I'm a genie, I'm blue, you ain't never heard of me, ha! <laughs> like, oh no. Oh, sweet. To quote one Will Smith from the YouTube year rewind, that's hot. It's rewind time. I thought you were going to quote him with, ah! <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I think that we need to delete ourselves. We cannot continue with the way we are continuing. We need to stop making Disney live action movies. I'll drink to that. Beauty well, and the Beast is garbage. Oh, Beauty and the Beast is garbage. I was, that is my favorite but, Disney movie. I'm so mad. I don't think they're ever going to remake my favorite Disney movie, which, like, mm. I feel okay with. What is it? Emperor's New Groove. Oh, yes. Love it. To death. No, they but never would, because that would require them to hire actors of color. Ah. Poison for Kiskos. Poison. Recently, I was drunk, and I left Teresa a voicemail. But, like, I wasn't, I do that a lot, but I wasn't Dude. super drunk. Uh-huh. So I just left it. And I remember it perfectly. I just left it all as Patrick Warburton as Lemony Snicket. <laughs> so I was like, hello, Teresa. It's your boyfriend. No. He's drunk and it's 3 a.m. He's calling you to tell you he loves you. <laughs> oh and like the next day she just texts me. She's like, Patrick Warburton. I'm like, I don't know why, but that's what happened. <laughs> that's just what came out. When we were at Disney, he did the pre-show thing to Soren. He's just oh, the guy Lord. who tells you the safety stuff. So yeah. he like walks out. He's just him. He's like, hello, my name is Patrick. Please store all your things in the undersea compartment, including these little Mickey Mouse hats. Thank you, bald man. And, like, he's in a suit, so after watching a series of unfortunate events, I was like, oh, Patrick Warburton in a suit explaining things to me gives me bad vibes. I don't want to go on this ride ride, anymore. I can't wait for that Star Wars, that 14-acre Star Wars park to open up at Disney. There's a podcast that I listen to about theme parks called Podcast the Ride, and they actually talked to someone who went into Galaxy's Edge for a preview like a week ago. It sounds nuts. It sounds so good. I want to pilot so the. Excited. I want to pilot the Millennium Falcon. Oh, that, and I want to make a lightsaber. And I want to buy a T-shirt. You there. Can, you can buy blue milk and green milk. <laughs> There's exclusive alcoholic drinks. Oh no. There's huh. one of the food stands is like roasted on a pod racer engine. Oh. It's gonna oh. I mean, I'm not going to go there for, like, ten years because the crowds are going to be oh my the worst. God. But yes. the Millennium Falcon ride sounds ride sounds cool. The other ride sounds like the greatest thing to ever exist, and that's why it's opening later. It's called Rise of the Resistance. And right, right. Like, apparently, you, like, like, go into one room, and the room shakes, and then you go into a different room, and something else happens, mm-hmm. and you do, like, 
four different ride systems for like a 25 minute ride yeah you switch from like land rovers to like speeders it sounds absolutely nuts and i'm just like how do you do that give it to me yeah yeah. and they can afford it because fucking disney yeah I think my favorite part in the article that I was reading was that during part of the Rise of the Resistance uh, ride, you're like running through like a Star Destroyer's like hangar bay, and there's mm-hmm. a two scale ATAT that's walking towards you yeah. and firing around you. And I'm just like, I've never really, you know, been big into like the idea of, of Disney as like a park and like mm-hmm. entertainment and stuff like that. Um, but holy crap, I want this badly. So like, is this what like Harry Potter fans yes. went through? Yes. Yeah. Neat. Yeah, and the land. and then we got there and we were like, oh shit, wait, this is really expensive. I mean, worth it. it but the lands are super cool. Oh my god, I love it so much. I love uh I mean I twice. I hated the Hogwarts ride. Like I liked the, it. I like the, the Gringotts one more. The Gringotts one is so good. Oh. And that's what uh, I went on it on the last trip and mm-hmm. Teresa, who's not well wasn't a thrill ride person before we went on the trip, when it was over she turned to me, she's like, Is it done? I wanna do more. I wanna do it again. I'm like, Good, yes, because it's like half a three D show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then the three D show elements affect the roller coaster that you're on mm-hmm. huh so it's really well done. there's like a point where like a troll kind of has you like up and down and you're like you physically you're like, like launched forward yeah. to go into a drop it's really cool wow and they got like the movie cast mm-hmm. to come in to do and like not just like the main three like the extended cast i was gonna say they didn't even get emma watson half the time it's just no. a really bad sound alike. Yeah, well, in the Hogwarts one, it's a really bad sound alike. Mm-hmm. And the train, the train is awful because yeah, like, that's what I meant. That's what I yeah, meant. it's like, oh, there's Harry, there's Ron. Who yeah. the fuck is yeah. that? Is that Luna? Is that who? who did? Padme. Padme. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's the thing that I wanted to do for the for a normal episode. Well, we didn't record a normal episode, and I was thinking about doing this as soon as it came out, but. It has been about a month since we've recorded, and the McElroy brothers have already done kind of a bit about this, but, like, I had the idea before I heard that episode. I just want to get that out there. We are so, not ripping the McElroy brothers off. No, I mean, not. we are at this point. I mean, at this like, point, we are. It but... is a three white people talk about nothing podcast, so, like, <laughs> Shit. kind of similar. Wait, no, I have tits, though. There you go. There's a doubt. So, two white people and another one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Megan Trainer had a new album come or ep come out called Mm. the love train and the press release for it sounds like a joke but it's real so backstory uh megan trainer recently got married to daryl sabara and if that name sounds familiar it's not the bad pizza place i was just thinking was it sparboos or whatever he is the boy spy kid (gasps) oh Oh my god. Now flushing your poop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now picking your nose. Um, okay, so February 8th, 2019, Los Angeles, California. Valentine's Day is around the corner, and whether you are planning on smashing Bay's junk to smithereens, or making out with a pint of fish food, spelled with a P, so it's the Ben and Jerry's flavor, you need some fresh Valentine's Day bops to get you in the mood for L Heart V-E. And Megan Trainer has got you covered with her new EP, The Love Train. That's just the first paragraph. 
You know you want it, and you can freaking get it, bitch, on all <laughs> digital platforms right I here. I wish you, dear listener, could see our faces right <laughs> They now. are great faces. Megan's seducing your ears this V-Day, and Please you don't. know she knows a thing or two about romance. <laughs> Unless your phone's been broken for a hot minute, you know that Megan just got married to the ginger from Spy Kids. I did not. And trust when we say, girl is feeling the love. She took a break from her busy schedule to record some fire tracks in Los Angeles, alongside frequent collaborators and producers Andrew Wells, Jay Cash, and Tyler Johnson. Is it over? No, there's <laughs> so much more. Oh my god. This is really this. long. Okay, um... We know you want to hear all the hot newlywed sex Megan and Daryl Sabera are having. Nope. Parentheses, did you see what we did there? Which is why you'll love the banging single, All the Ways. Billboard was wet for All the Ways, <laughs> calling it another fun, danceable track to fall in love with. And would Billboard lie to you, girl? Yes. But perhaps the piece de resistance, parentheses, that's French for wig snatch. <laughs> is Marry Me, a romantic acoustic guitar and ukulele-tinged awe-fest, which delivers all the feels and then more feels. Megan wrote the song 30 days after meeting Daryl, and it was so good that she walked down the aisle to it. What? Just sidebar, she walked down the aisle to her own song. Oh my god. It's just... That's fucking narcissistic, yeah. man. We know it's a little hashtag vom-worthy. Who uses that hashtag? But also... Me. Now, <laughs> henceforth. Now and forever. Hashtag bomb worthy. I will be at work. I will be grading Swiss tax authority papers. And I'll be like, this broker's claims are hashtag bomb worthy. And I will watch my manager's eyes explode into blood blisters. Okay, we know it's a little hashtag bomb-worthy, but also, am I chopping onions right now, or are those tears rolling down my face? I'm not crying, you're crying. And as always... You're right, I am crying. <laughs> and as always, our Grammy-winning, Diamond Single-having Queen didn't just come to play... Did you spell that with a K? No, it was with a Q. Good. She came to slay. She's serving vocals on the passionate Celine Dion-esque power ballad, After You. Plus... Megan's serving your insatiable thirst for dance-ready bops with the upbeat banger that is foolish. It slaps so hard you'll be standing for days. <laughs> you know those tweets where it's like, I, wa I made an AI watch 26 hours of Desperate Housewives? <laughs> As if all the PDA, including foot massages, butterfly kisses, and piggyback rides aren't cringeworthy enough, her brother and videographer, Ryan, says, I've got to film it all. Choo-choo, betch! The love train is leaving the station, and you better get on board. Be on the lookout for more surprises very soon as she prepares for a landmark 2019. Jesus Christ, it's over. Oh my god. That's... What the fuck? <laughs> I think my... Our culture is a mess. I think we need to ban people over the age of, like, 30 using internet slang? Yeah. 
that's that sounds like it was written by an executive who went on Twitter and was like all right what's trending yeah slay bitch hashtags okay i got it yeah serving you realness just just... like let's just rip off the fucking drag community who just ripped off the black community it's fine yeah it's fine yeah just you know you'll be what what was the exact quote that like don't don't pull it up again the love train is leaving the station no it wasn't that one but that was close it was the (laughs) it slapped so hard you'll be standing standing for days. days That is just. That I want that. Neither safe, sane, nor consensual. That, that I want be. that to be my epitaph. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen the pictures of the T-shirts in Japan? Yes. Where, like, they don't know what the English uh-huh. words are, so it just says like "chocolate peanut butter motherfucker" or something. <laughs> like that's what that is. It like it's word salad. Slap so yeah, slap so hard you'll be standing for days. Uh, I I I don't know how to react to that. I don't know what, what reaction there is besides shame. <laughs> I think shame is the yeah, reaction like in that us is appropriate. I, I just, I, I feel like at this point, like after hearing that, the and like after watching Labyrinth and then <laughs> listening to that, changes life, I'm going to go home and fill a neti pot with olive oil and then just like... <laughs> That's the technical term. Me doing hangover vomit <laughs> my system? That's the noise. Um, oh. You want to do it with blood orange olive oil? Because, like, my mom found What? It. Yeah, my mom was, like, at a that flower exists? show, and it was like, oh, blood orange-infused olive oil and peach-infused balsamic vinegar. And I put it on a salad, and I was like, ah, fruit, but crunch. <laughs> Could have had a V8. But no crunch. Yeah, no crunch. You could have a V8 plus the can. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, one time I uh, I I wasn't sure if I was allergic to maraschino cherries uh, because I was eating a jar of I was eating a jar of maraschino cherries and my throat was really getting like sore. Uh, But it was probably from all the broken glass from the jar of maraschino cherries. Bazinga. <laughs> okay. I don't even feel like I'm awake. I'm in some sort of fugue state right now. That, yeah. That's what Labyrinth will do to you. Yeah. I mean, it was I'm not great. drunk enough to be funny, so. I loved the puppetry. Like, especially in the gorgeous. beginning. Oh, it's insanely good. And all the cuts to different perspectives. Amazing. There are a lot of, for me, there are a lot of shots where I'm like, oh, this is how they did that, that, and that. But there yeah. are also still a few where I'm like, oh, oh what the fuck was that? Because, like, I don't know, I love watching the older movies where, like, there are special effects where you're like, how the fuck do they do that still? Yeah, because yeah. they had like, to think about it. Like yeah. Mary Poppins and her magic carpet bag. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I watched it recently, and I was like, okay, she's pulling stuff out of the bag, there's a mirror underneath the table, and it's, like, showing us the reflection of the table, that's fine. And then the little kid gets under the table, right where the mirror should be, and looks straight up and starts poking it to, like, show there's no yeah. hole. I'm like, oh, fuck you, that's and, perfect. And you're like, you know that those motherfuckers knew they you would knew think that. that. They were like, And they were like, magic. bitch, you thought. Ah. <laughs> uh. <sighs> you're so good. It's like the fucking animatronic T-Rex. Mm. Fucking Jurassic Park. Oh, it looks perfect. And then it's still no other me. movie can look as good. No. Well, also, that thing was terrifying. Because it was, I mean, machinery covered in, in like, foam latex plastic, right? And they had to have the rain 
So they had to go in and like dry it off. Because sometimes it would just turn on and scare everybody. Five nights at Freddy's! <laughs> no! Like, with a giant T-Rex. With a giant motherfucking T-Rex. With a giant T-Rex, five nights at Freddy's! I really I like practical effects. You can tell the actors know it's there. Like yeah. they, Instead of looking at a tennis ball on a stick. Yeah, yes. exactly. There's a lot to be said for actors in our day and age, how they can maintain that level of quality while looking at a tennis ball on a stick. Yeah. But... You can get some real gut, nipple hardening, yeah, yeah deep like reaction. scared or actually, like, conversing with the thing. One but. of my favorite things is back to Harry Potter. Um, is that J.K. Rowling says that Harry Stop! Potter students poop in the hallways? We discussed that in the last episode. <laughs> Sorry, I just had they to. They do, though. I don't want to know that. They do. No one did, but J.K. <laughs> was like, they gotta know. <laughs> Where did they go? <laughs> Not in a bucket. Hey, the shit. Thing, the thing that gets me is that in the books you don't learn the vanish stuff. Yeah. Mm. Hey, can you help me out, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just listened to your first episode again, so it's That's still fine. like fresh in it's my mind. It's still right there. J.K. Rowling, like, I'm waiting for like another month or two. Little do we know, two days after the recording, J.K. Rowling came out and said that Dumbledore and Grindelwald's gay relationship was intense. But not in the books. Also, I'm sorry, I promise we'll try not to shit on J.K. in every episode. Anyway, thanks for listening back to The Thing. Where no one is talking about Fantastic Beasts 2 anymore. And she's No one is talking about it anymore. And she'll just be like, hey, do you know uh, when wizards go to the eye doctor they get stabbed with salamanders because that's how it worked until 1846 yeah it's like no what are you what are you talking about oh there's no more context just that's that's what you see is what you get stabbed by lizards and you'll be grateful for it that was not the best joke i could have gone with there but it was the first one (laughs) you tried really hard but what i was saying is uh, on the set of the films that had Fox, uh, the mm-hmm. Phoenix, they used an animatronic for the bird, and apparently the a- some of the actors, especially the actor who played Lucius Malfoy, whose name I can't remember right now. Jason Isaacs? Yes, Jason Isaacs. He dead-ass thought that was a real bird. 1,000%. He was like, what the fuck kind of bird is this? It's gorgeous. <laughs> it's so well-trained. I went to London in high- at the end of high school, uh-huh. beginning of college, and we went on the Warner Brothers studio tour and they had like it's so good it's so good they had the Weasley burrow Uh and so many of the things that are cutting the carrots by themselves they're just actually there and they actually had them working and it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen in my life it's gotta be fucking magnets or something oh yeah magnets are like little remote controls like cutouts and little tiny Mm. things Remote controls are, like, the way a lot of throwback mm-hmm. special effects were done. That's how Kermit on a bike was done. Mm-hmm. It's just a little radio-controlled Kermit. Like when that came out, people lost their shit. It looks good. I've not brushed up on my Muppets history. Connor is our, our uh, resident every gym. brain man for <laughs> anything Henson or Muppet. Every- yeah. Every Jim Henson production when he was alive for the Muppets had them riding a bike somehow, including Muppet Vision 3D. Wow. J.J. Bettenbinder. J.J. Bettenbinder. <laughs> Let's just steal all of John Williams. Yeah, right? That's fine.
Yeah, people at work say that I sometimes talk like John Wayne. You do. You do. Very much. You go into yep. his cadence sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, especially when you do like the higher like joke joke voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, uh, do, you do this a lot. <laughs> uh, but I feel like I did that before. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't just start doing it when John Mulaney got popular and, like, he got onto my radar. No, it's just, but it's, it's I funny. I just how... also grew up in an Irish Catholic family. Yeah, right. But, like, that's when it was noticeable. It was yeah. like, oh, he's doing this voice. And it's like, oh, it's that voice. Mm-hmm. Like, when he was screaming at the audience that we were in. Because it was, we saw it at my high school for some reason. Hmm. Don't know why it was there. No one knows how it got there. And, like. It was John Mulaney, Pete Davidson, and third guy who I forget, but he was like, I ain't ever going to get raped in prison because I'm going to just smear poop all over myself. So I'm just like, ah, so he's just the crazy poop man, and I don't know who he is, but he's not very funny. <laughs> I mean, that's a strategy, but I guess. Every it's a one, tactic. A strategy is the long game. To prison? It was a whole thing about a drug deal in the middle of the ocean. Parts were funny. Parts were like, okay, bud. <laughs> Is this a confession? <laughs> yeah, it was strange. But all three of them that came out were like, why are we out of high school? And they all had different reactions. Mm-hmm. Like, first guy was like, man, we're out of high school. That's weird. Time for my set. Pete Davidson was like, fuck, New Jersey's weird. Y'all got deer and I'm out of high school. <laughs> wow. I'm like, all right, this is what we're in for. And John Lady comes out, he's like, I'm wearing a tie at a high school. I should be the principal. <laughs> you over there, you think I don't know what that smell is? <laughs> oh, great. What a man. Best part was him and Pete came out at the end, and they talked shit on Green Book. And I was like, good. Yes. <laughs> good. One yeah. day we'll rule the world. The Oscars this year were a fucking joke. <gasps> yeah, I, I literally, usually I'm better about, like, seeing Oscar movies, because, mm-hmm. you know trying to do the work in the film industry and whatever. Um, but this year I was like, fuck this, fuck that, fuck you, you all look boring around this all Black Panther. Everyone kind of felt the same way about the Super Bowl as they did the Oscars this year. I didn't even watch any of the Super Bowl. I was at an audition. I saw the halftime show, and I'm really upset that I watched the halftime show. <laughs> was that Maroon 5? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. and uh, was... My mom, who is the like pure target demographic for Adam Levine suburban white mom was like he should have stopped taking his clothes off like it just kind of got ridiculous i don't think he's attractive i'm like you're like the person who should (laughs) and he's in perfect physical condition to do that sort of a thing it's just we all know how long he's been doing that sort of a thing and there's i don't know objectively is he physically attractive sure whatever but it's not like he he's not idris elba okay and, like, he knows that, we know that, everyone knows that. I don't that. think he knows I that. I don't think he knows that either. You don't? I think he thinks he's, like, God's gift. I... Mm, that's probably the vibe I'm getting. I watched every Oscar nominee, and I was like, there are two movies that I would get mad if they won. And one of them did. It was Green Book and Bohemian Rhapsody. I have yet to see Bohemian Rhapsody. Which won for best editing. And I'm so mad about it. Which is a joke. Have you seen the video on YouTube where yep, it's... Yeah, uh, I have. But no, the speech as if it was edited in yep, the style. Yep, no, I, I retweeted that. I'm sorry, <laughs> I just crushed really my It was really funny. I, okay, so for the audience at home, I'm, I'm an editor. That's like what I do. So when I saw cl- the clip that was going around from Bohemian Rhapsody when people saw that it was up for best editing, because like I said, I haven't seen the movie, but I watched the clip and it was like just objectively bad. 
Mm-hmm. Like, technically, objectively bad. The acting was fine. Everything else was fine. But the editing was terrible. I haven't seen the thing you're talking about. It's bad. It's really my, bad. My, my theory. It's laughably bad. My theory from watching that, and I also watched the clip of, like, the Live Aid mm-hmm. concert thing they did. Um, and they kept fucking cutting back to Brian May's character and the drummer. I don't remember the name. The drummer. Whatever. Uh, who I... I just, I have a theory that in the contract, they stipulated a certain amount of screen time. Well, yeah, that's why the movie became what it was. Because it was originally a hard R-rated Freddie Mercury biopic starring Sasha Baron Cohen. And then, whoa, yeah, no, that was in like that would have been terrible. Oh, I thought I feel like I think Sasha Sasha Baron Cohen. Cohen. I I do too, but I I think I think he's got it in him for like that being like the Oscar performance for him. I agree. I think I think he would have killed it. I think something like Freddie Mercury is the only thing he could ever do seriously, um, and like have it work. But Queen got their hands on it, and they were like. But it's got to be a PG-13 movie about the band. It's not just about Freddy. It's about the band. Like, apparently in one of their versions, they were like, yeah, Freddy will die halfway through and then we got to see how the band goes on. It's like, no. You didn't. That's not. <laughs> not really. They got Adam Lambert. Yeah. Who's wonderful. He's a good singer. Yeah. But he's not Freddie Mercury. Yeah, and they knew that because they also renamed themselves to Queen and Adam Lambert. <laughs> yeah. That shouldn't be something anyone forgets, that Queen died when Freddie Mercury died, and when they added Adam Lambert, it mm-hmm. became Queen plus Adam, Adam Lambert. Because, I mean, I don't want to, like, shit on the dude. He can sing. Yeah, he can sing fine. Sure. And, like, Queen songs are hard to sing. Yeah. So, like, respect for stepping into that role mm. even nominally but that, like that no. kind of explains why rami malik lip syncs they couldn't have replaced the vocals <sighs> yeah but I was people would have rioted i was expecting him to i was expecting like a big try that's what at the oscars they were like so ah, i don't even know if he can sing here's his best act yeah. like the clip. and it's of him lip syncing yeah it was of him lip syncing i'm like that's the weirdest choice you could have gone with because from what i understand again i haven't seen the movie yet but i will mm-hmm from what I understand, he gave a solid performance. Oh, he did. No, I completely like, get... Like, in the non-lip-syncing portion. I completely get why he won and he was nominated. Yeah. That's it. Nothing. Yeah. Maybe but... sound mixing because they sure did mix a Best of Queen, Queen CD album. into the movie. I don't want to watch it because I liked Queen. And I do like Queen. And I don't want to watch it because I like Queen. Oh, I but still, you'll watch it with me, right? I still do like yeah, them. If you ask me to. Please. It didn't like I want make to me with. hate right. the band. I just kind of was just like, this sucks. Yeah, I know I want to walk out of it mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and that's part of my issue is like when I know something's, you know, kind it, for the fans like it, mm. it wasn't for our history it wasn't for art it wasn't for culture and i've recognized that and that's why i don't, didn't and still don't really want to patronize it is because it was for the fans per se because the fans would pay money for it yeah right um really? i will give it one thing freddie does explicitly say he's bisexual in the movie and i was yes. like yes and then rami malik did his oscar speech and, and he's like, as a gay man i'm like 
you it was your line. You had that memorized. You you but, were so close, and then you just whoop right around the point. But I was like, okay, okay props to that, good job. And but then it was like, aha, here's a fictional record executive played by Mike Myers saying no one will ever headbang to Bohemian Rhapsody. Get it? That's in Wayne's World, a Mike Myers movie, ha. Huh? And also Green Book was just not good. Hmm. Like, people say the White Savior movie is a thing. There are at least two or three scenes of the white guy literally saving Mahershala Ali. And I'm like, oh, I thought we were past this. Honestly, I did, too. I was really I thought surprised. Like, Guarantee you, if I was still in film school, we'd be watching the Green Book. There was nothing in it that deserved to win. It's, it's so weird. Like, Viggo Mortensen's just... There's one scene where Mahershala Ali's in the backseat and Viggo Mortensen's driving, and he's like... He's just eating KFC, and he turns back to Mahershala. What a placement. He turns back to Mahershala Ali. He's like, "Hey, what's up, Mahershala Ali?" He's like, "I never put that filth in my body." And it's like, <laughs> but what you know? I'm gonna teach you how to eat fried chicken because that's something you should do. Forget about it. Racism. Forget about it. Oh, it sucks. And like, I was just watching it uncomfortable because I'm like. This is a scene where a white guy teaches a black guy how to eat fried chicken. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah. That's not a real thing that was written in a script. What the fuck? It was written by the white guy's son. And the black guy's family was like, hey, you portrayed him as a recluse and a dick who didn't understand black culture. That wasn't him at all. Oh. Rip. All of my film professors hated Mad Max Fury Road. What? And I was like, you're wrong. Objectively. What? 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 Fuck what? you. What was wrong with it? Fight me. They were like, it's formulaic. It's, you know, not structured well. And it I was, was like, pretty and the cars went boom. True. But also from, like, because this is like my editing professor, who I adore otherwise, but she's wrong. She was like, I, you know, it just didn't excite me. It was boring. It was like standard action movie shit. And I was like, did you They the so sing, fast. The bouncy thing. There was a man on bungee cords playing a double guitar with a flamethrower attached. How do you get bored by that? Don't trust old people. There was LSD in their water growing up. <laughs> yeah. Anything they say isn't real. <laughs> Nothing is real. Everything's a simulation. Ah, uh, That's going to make me so sad. When, like, someone when makes the discovery up. and they're like, yeah, we're literally a console command on someone's toaster. <laughs> just, like, okay. Just end us, come on. Hey, guys, I'm sorry to tell you this, but we're just one big family in the Sims 2 Pets expansion. <laughs> the person controlling us can't even afford Sims 4. Honestly, it's not worth it. Don't do it. Sims 3 is... You can get it on sale on Steam. All the DLC. Just Don't even buy The Sims. It's just a stupid game. I haven't played The Sims in years. I haven't in years, but I always have like a weird hankering too. I, I only ever want to make the characters and then like build the house partially the build a house. Yeah. And then as soon as I do, I watch them walk around for a half an hour and then I don't touch it for seven months. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The the house building like itch has been scratched for me by Pocket Camp a little bit. Uh huh. Because 
you know. Level 149. <laughs> that doesn't scratch my It does for me. Cool, because I never really had, like, a really strong urge to play The Sims. Yeah. But I was, like, kind of, like, I really wanted to make carriages and then build their house and then done. Pocket Camp, I expected to scratch my Animal Crossing itch, and it doesn't. No? Because all I do in Animal Crossing is, like, catch the bugs, donate it to the museum, catch the bugs, donate it to the museum. You're valid. And I'm just like, um, but they just they keep adding content to Pocket Camp. Oh yeah, my god, there's I can't so much to do. Anymore. Yeah, I've been letting some of it slide because I just I can't keep up. There's they added, you know, events, fishing events, garden events. There's a cabin now. Oh, there's a school now. There's a, that's like their addition of a uh, happy home designer. Pocket Camp has been my inaugural. Uh, Animal Crossing experience, so I have nothing else to base it off on. Yeah, I've only yeah. played New Leaf, but okay. I stopped playing for a little bit, and now I'm too scared to go back because they'll be mad at me. They're just gonna be so mad at me. They're gonna be sad. They are for like two seconds. They're like, wow, it's been six years? You've been gone for so long. Anyway, remember that weird thing you made my catchphrase that was funny when you made this? Well, Fingle Dingledorp, and you're like, oh, what the <laughs> fuck was that about? So we've been recording for 51 and a half minutes. Oh, Jesus. Okay, but we haven't been episode. entertaining. I hope so. We have not. Oh, uh, we've Who's not been, been entertaining. This? So we talked about JFK's hallway pooping. <laughs> JFK? JFK? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <dude. laughs> On a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you want to die right now? Uh. I, I don't! I want to go back in time and find out when JFK had been specifically pooping in hallways. <laughs> I mean, he probably... He's like running with Marilyn Monroe underneath the White House. He's like, you go on! I got a bowel problem! Actually, that's not how he would sound. It'd be more like, you go on! I got a bowel problem! Ich bin ein Pooping. <laughs> ich muss mal kacken. You know, something tells me JFK had a huge swinging dog. Apparently, if he didn't have sex three times a day, he would get migraines. So, yes. That just sounds like an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> to have sex with everyone in a 50-mile radius around the White House? Yes. Absolutely. It sounds like he heard someone say, like, use the whole blue balls thing. Just be like, I can do you one better. <laughs> <laughs> he got real cockney there. <laughs> Oh, yes. Didn't you know that JFK had a traveling UK accent? <laughs> There's a whole lot of secrets about JFK you don't know. Clearly. He's clearly making uh, him with his Yorkshire accent going, ask Secret not hall. what you can do for your country, but what your country can do for you. Um, which I, oh God, I need to lay off the meth. Ugh. Okay. Pooping in hallways. Secret hallway poops. Do you think the Secret Service would then have to take care of it? They got those dog scoopers, you know. <laughs> Wait, do they have dog scoopers or bags? It depends on the day. <laughs> they were with him for lunch, so they're like, alright, what are we gonna need to pick this up? Bring in the heavy duty. <laughs> oh, duty. Ah, heavy duty for the heavy duty. For the, uh, perceptive listener at home, that sound, what you're hearing, is Kelly's forehead connecting with Connor's table. I don't want to live on this planet anymore. See, now I'm just picturing JFK as, like, 
a guy who just laughed at every poop thing. <laughs> like, how, that was somehow part of his secret image. <laughs> so he'd be making a speech and be like, it is your r- r- civic duty. <laughs> For me, the red scare was when I wiped too hard. <laughs> One of my friends, Jess, uh, is working at a high school doing student teaching for a creative writing class. And she made her students list facts about the presidents. <laughs> and one kid wrote, JFK didn't get assassinated. His head just did that. <laughs> oh, no. And she told me that at a viewing for someone we knew. And I laughed way too hard in the church. And everyone stared at me. <laughs> Wait, what I need to know is did he capitalize that? Oh, I have no idea. I hope he did. <laughs> Very important. Very important. Well, this was a longer episode than we expected, and it went on lots of tangents. Apologies. Uh, this will be going up on a Thursday, I think, and hopefully we'll be with you next Thursday with uh, another car mini-sode, probably, and hopefully Chris will be there if he doesn't hate us anymore. Is there anything you guys want to say before we sign off? Thanks, Kelly. Thanks for showing yes, thank up and being, being our here, friend. Kelly. Yeah. We have had two guests so far and no just like standard three episode except for the mini ones. And that's <laughs> fine. We're doing great. This is great. Doing the Lord's work. Yeah, this Boy. is the far from the weirdest thing that I've ended up doing with Kevin, so. Gross. That sounded gross. That did. All right, well. I, I knew it was going to as soon as it was halfway out of my mouth, and I'm just going to stop talking. Well, thank you all for listening. You can follow us on Twitter <laughs> and Instagram at SquawkPod. Email us suggestions for the topic wheel at SquawkSquawkDudeTalk at gmail.com, or do it via Instagram or Twitter. Thank you very much for listening. I'm Connor J. Burke. I'm Kevin P. Hughes, Jr. And I'm Kelly Trusta. Thanks again. Her middle name's Stop! Bye!